0: You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 34. And all right, all right, class, quiet down. Shh, shh. We're going to talk about online listening with Kevin Fontenelle.
1: Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now let's join your host, Seth Muse, who won't rest until he cures insomnia.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. I'm Seth Super pumped that you're with me again today. We're back on the every other week schedule for putting out new content on the podcast, so look for that every other week. I will let you know when it's coming, I promise, and once it's out, I will definitely flood your feeds on all your social media with reminders to go download. Not really, but I will let you know, I promise. You can find all the links for today's show at sethmuse.com slash 34, sethmuse.com slash 34, and you will find any link that we talk about in the show today. Today's guest is Kevin Fontenot. Now, I know Kevin a little bit. He actually lives close by, so we've had lunch and hung out a little bit. He's helped me with some of my own business stuff that I do, uh, that I deal with, and uh, he's just a marketing genius and a, a brilliant mind. This guy understands digital, social, and metrics and marketing. He totally gets it, which is why he works for a company like Trained Up. And so he's going to tell you a little bit about that. He also has a company called Church Media Source, which is done for you kind of graphics and videos and other, uh, maybe it's videos, I'm not sure, but uh, definitely content that you can post on social media. Today, I asked Kevin to, um, to come on the show and talk about how he listens online. And I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but Kevin has an interesting way of doing it that's very technical, very analytical, and I, I loved hearing about it. So I asked him to come on and talk about it. It's uh, it's a great conversation. So here's my conversation with Kevin Fontenot. Go follow me on Instagram at the Seminary of Hard Knocks, and you will see some content there that I'm posting just on that channel. And it's, it's great stuff It's some facts It's some quotes It's some, uh, some fun stuff You know, my stories on there Are kind of all about The church communication world Things I might see You might see some of the things that I do at my church So uh, it's great I'd love for you to go And check that out All right, well Here's my conversation With Kevin Fontenot Check it out Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. And today on the show, I have special guest Kevin Fontenot. Kevin, welcome back. Welcome to the show for the first time. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, Seth. Yeah. And you and I connected through a couple Facebook groups and Twitter. I think it was Twitter, right?
1: Yeah, I think we've had the most interaction on Twitter. Right. So we connected over a few fun
0: memes, et cetera, and some, some info passing on church communications and Facebook. Um, Find, and then we ended up getting together, hanging out, having some lunch and uh, and working on a few things together. So it's been really great to get to know you and what you do. So for those that don't know you and what you do, would you tell them just kind of who you are, what you do and who you work for and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Kevin. I live in Denton, Texas with my wife and our two little puppy children. I work for trainedup.church overseeing the marketing. So in and out every day, doing lots of social media and email and all that fun stuff that most of you guys do as church communicators, but working more with churches as my audience instead of individual people.
0: Cool. And trained up is like leadership 101 and 201, 301, 401 for a lot of church leaders,
1: right? Uh, yeah, kind of. So really what we do is we're a software as a service company where we have an online training platform that churches can use to help train their volunteers better through video training and online courses. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know how many times a day I see that question. Like, how do I train volunteers? And you know, it's, that's, hey, I'll, I'll just start saying trained up is the way to go. So we'll start pushing them that way. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us you're in Denton. And, uh, and we connected over Twitter and that's kind of a funny story. I want to tell that real quick. Um, one of the ways we really connected was I started doing a ridiculous late night experiment on Twitter where I started tweeting out like random nonsense, just full of keywords to see if people Uh, would follow me.
1: I remember that.
0: (laughs) And I tweeted out some ridiculous things and, uh, maybe I'll read some of those in the intro when I record it later. But, um, the, uh over the course of that, you told me something. You're like, Hey, you hit one of my keywords that I listen for. And so you're probably going to pop up on some of my analytics,
1: right? Right. Yeah. Uh, you had mentioned church leadership, which was one of the keywords we were actively monitoring at the time for trained up.
0: Okay. And that's actually why I wanted to talk to you today is about the, okay. Cause that blew my mind. I was like, wait, what's he doing? He's listening online for keywords. And I just thought, why did I not think of that? You know, why is that not talked about? So I wanted to bring you on to find out what digital listening or social listening is and and kind of how you do it. So when you said that's one of your keywords, what did you mean? What were you listening for? How does that kind of work? What is digital listening?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So how I would really define social media listening is simply finding and joining relevant conversations that increases the general public's perception of your brand, And so that's kind of the most basic form of what I consider social media listening. And really that comes down into two different parts. So there's the really basic form of that, which is responding to brand mentions. And so when someone's mentioning your church or your business on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook – You're responding back to them with relevant information, whether that's they're asking a question and you're answering that question or they just say something about your church and you respond thanks um, and kind of interact that way. And then the more advanced form, which is what I was talking about there, is really monitoring keywords, topics, and even just conversations around your location to find those conversations where you can join in and add value.
0: Okay. So give me some examples. What are some things that – what are some of those keywords that you listen to or you listen for for like trained up or something?
1: Yeah. And, and how do you
0: interact with people when you, when you get those?
1: Right. So one of the most um, valuable ones for trained up is a keyword that's just church leadership. Mm-hmm. So we've found that we've partnered a lot with Kerry Newhoff in the past, and he talks a lot about church leadership on his podcast yep. as well, which is really great and really valuable stuff. And so we found that a lot of our target audience really loves talking about and learning about church leadership. And so we found that monitoring that keyword and seeing what other people are saying about church leadership is something that, Where we can join in to those conversations and talk a little bit more and just really uh, the main thing that we did there is read the articles that they were posting, whether that's a blogger writing about something or just a little tweet and just interacting with them and praising what they're saying and just enjoying what they're saying, saying that we really like this particular thing or that particular thing and just really just finding those relevant things where we have that common ground
0: cool yeah, actually um, <laughs> and what's great about that is that you're a human doing that and not a bot um, and i just wanted, to, I wanted to, you reminded me of something last night i got this really crazy uh, message on my blog and it said uh, it's from three credit report and it says i don't even understand how i ended up here however i thought this post was once good i do not realize who you're and that's the apostrophe r e your You are, but definitely you're going to a famous blogger in the event. You aren't already cheers. That's impressive. (laughs) I was like, man, three credit report really believes in me, man.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's really close to all your base are belonging to us. (laughs) That's incredible. So I think it just showed showed my nerdiness there.
0: That's good, (laughs) man. So, it's it's great that it's a human being doing that cuz you can actually offer some some response to those words that mean something you know you like thanks and even even something simple like thanks or or man i really enjoyed this or whatever it, it's not like you are to be good a blogger one day or something random like
1: that yeah absolutely i mean it really <laughs> puts the human element back into you know social media you know it puts the social aspect in there
0: yeah how many hours a week do you say would you say that kind of eats up of your, your time, just the responding, the listening, that kind of thing.
1: So the great thing about it is when you really dive in and know your target audience, you really develop kind of the personas around them. And so you can figure out the things that they're most likely talking about of the people that you want to reach. And from there, if you you spend 30 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, you can really jump in and find all those people talking about those keywords around you. And it really doesn't take up a whole lot of your time. Mm. So,
0: so it doesn't take a lot of time because I know like a church communicator is going to sit here and listen and their big struggle is going to be, I don't have enough time to do what I'm asked to do, much less add on a sit on social media and, and listen. So what are some ways that church communicators can, I don't want to say automate that because that's what you don't want to do, but what are some ways to streamline that, to make that more accessible for us to listen to?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are definitely tools out there. Um, Some of them get kind of expensive. And I know a lot of times working with churches, we're looking at limited budgets. Um, I personally don't even use any of the tools when I'm doing it. My favorite thing to use is Twitter actually has an advanced search feature that allows you to monitor a lot of things like people mentioning certain brands or talking about certain topics or even around certain locations. And you can use that to just put in your keywords into that and easily find what they're talking about and be able to respond to those people. And you can sort that either by top tweets or by the most recent tweets or things that are going on right now. So it becomes really easy to spend, you know, 20 minutes a day and block off that time and go through that list of that keyword for that day.
0: Yeah. I think that's important. What you just said is you have to block off that time and it's like that 20 minutes you'll spend doing that. It's going to pay off dividends in your ability to reach into the community through your social media channels. Uh, down the road.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And people, when you start responding to them, even if they have no clue who you are, just that you're reaching out and talking to them, it has a positive effect on them. And a lot of times some of those people start following you back. And so it really does a good job of increasing your average followers. that are just going to interact with you on a daily basis because you're reaching out to people.
0: Yeah. And and what's the weird creep factor of that? I mean, is that odd sometimes? I mean, I know you have to be careful like how you do it, but how weird do people feel like that is when someone's a stranger reaches out and goes, hey, I saw you had this issue praying for you or, hey, uh, we love what you did. And like, who are you? You know, what
1: what kind of weird factor is there? Is there any? Well, not really. Um, and this is kind of cool. I was reading a survey um, not too long ago of Sprout Social, and they're actually one of the software companies that has some social listening aspects in their software. And they ran a survey and 68% of people thought it was cool when brands joined in on conversations and 32% of people responded that they thought it was annoying. So the majority, overwhelming majority of people actually find it cool and very helpful that people are joining in on these conversations, even if they weren't actually invited into that conversation.
0: Wow, that's cool. I, I'm I'm glad you brought up the stats because I I didn't know where to find information on this. So Sprout Social is another one of those tools, and they have this data that says 68% thought it was pretty cool when a brand jumped in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so just to kind wow. of give some reference to those numbers as well, is I know a lot of church communicators and marketers we really love Wendy's on Twitter. Oh um, they, man. they're kind of our spirit animal yes. when it comes to Twitter. Um, and the funny thing is I really wasn't expecting this sprout social, um, you know, did a little bit in their data of what people thought of making fun of customers or using sling, which is a lot of what Wendy's social strategy is, mm-hmm. is taking out those funny things that people are saying and kind of, you know, having a little bit of fun and poking fun at them. And only 12% of people said that was cool. 88% of people found it annoying. Really? Really?
0: Oh man. That's disappointing. It is. <laughs> I'm very I disappointed really in that. reading it. All right. This interview's over. That's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> cause, cause I honestly, I look at that and I go, man, I wish a church would do that. I would love to be the church that was able to kind of get snarky and funny on a billboard or on our social media channel. Cause that, I love, I love that. I think that's hilarious, but man, if only 12% even like the, the big dogs doing it, that's, mm, that's disappointing. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, and you know, with that thirty-one percent, like people using slang, so a lot of times we try and be cool and hip and happening in church as well, and people don't really care
0: when we're on social media trying to be cool. Now, is happening slang? Is that actually a slang? I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. That's good information. That's good to know. And so now I know, back off, back off. Dial it, dial it down a little bit. Well, um, so what are some of the goals when you're listening? Um, obviously we've talked about engagement. We've talked about, uh, being able to jump into a conversation. What's another kind of end goal that you could see this online listening resulting in?
1: All right. So online listening is really at the top of anything you're doing. So obviously not just joining in a conversation and having a conversation that isn't going to be the end goal. So really the end goal is really you have to define that for your organization. So for a church that may be getting someone to actually come on Sunday morning or having them come to an event or an outreach or something like that. Um, So it really depends on what your particular situation is. It may just be to have them follow you and interact with you more. Um, But for most people, it's getting them to take an extra step that's not online.
0: Yeah. All right. So curveball question. Um, I know that with Twitter and with Instagram – there's a lot of hashtags and there's a lot of ability, a lot of ability to kind of monitor and look around, even as a brand, on Facebook with a fan page. That's a little bit more difficult to me. Uh, would that be a fair statement?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, Twitter so, and Instagram how, make it easy. Facebook, not so much.
0: Yeah. So how how could a because ch- because honestly, you're looking at a church. A church's majority of activity at their on their social platform is probably going to be t- Facebook. So how do you? How do you listen on Facebook when the platform itself kind of tries to keep you from seeing what else is going on unless they interact with you first?
1: Yeah, so really there's not many options that you can do for social listening on Facebook. You actually have to take it in a completely different direction. And instead of doing directly to an individual person, what you can do on Facebook is like pages as a page, and so you can actually have a feed of pages of local people and events, news stations, newspapers, restaurants, things like that, and then interact with those pages updates,
0: yeah, that's good. That's good. i'm I'm glad you said that. i've I've done a little bit of that and seen some good some good uh, um, engagement back towards us with not just that brand but people who are also following that brand. All right. so let's talk about the church real quick. What are some? what are some tips, best practices for when you're actually engaging, you're responding Well, when, when you kind of are jumping into a conversation, what are some things that churches can do to, to not be weird, but maybe weighed in. That's, that's good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it comes down to just a couple things really. And one of that is one of those things is knowing your voice and tone for your church's brand. Um, so really having that established and knowing that you're talking for an organization and not just yourself, um, but you also don't want to use a lot of high church language as well. You want to appear as a human, but you also have to know that you're representing the church. And so that's something that you really need to establish well. Melchimp has some great resources on finding your brand's voice and tone. And those are some things that I would really spend some time researching, whether you're doing any sort of writing or interacting with people online, really developing that voice and tone is something that's important before you go in and do that. Cool. And then the other thing that I would say is really – diving down and seeing who your current audience is. So what, what are your demographics on Sunday morning? What is your church, um, really made up of, and then developing some personas around those and finding out what those people like to do. What are they doing during the week? Who are they going to see at events and things like that around you? And then targeting those events for your searches or keywords and being able to interact with people that way.
0: Gotcha. Awesome. Well, um, do you have any other like parting shots, any other digital listening words of wisdom for us before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just knowing that you're trying to interact with people. It's not just about, um, you know, saying a one liner and hoping they like it and go on. Your goal is to you know create some interactions and lasting impressions there. Um, the thing that I would really look at it as is, you know, back 20 years ago, and I'm not even that old, um, is that, you know, people would not have a cell phone in front of them all the time in person. And so we would go to places like bus stops and things like that. And we'd actually talk with people. Um, nowadays we're always on our phones and tweeting like that. And so really social media is our digital bus stop now. And so we're just allowing ourselves to go in and find those conversations that we can join and talk to people about in the hopes of really just connecting with people and leading them to Jesus. Cause ultimately what we're doing here is a form of evangelism. It's just not in your face, yelling at them on the street. It's just talking with them in a conversational manner, just like Jesus would have done when he's on the earth, walking around.
0: Yeah. And if you are out there yelling at people in their face on the street, you should probably stop doing that. That is not very effective to yell at someone. Um, okay, well, cool, Great. Well tell us how to connect with you online. Where can we find trained, I'll put trained up in the uh, show notes as well as maybe your link. So where can we find you online?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm probably overly active on Twitter and tweet more than I should. And so that's the best place to find me at Kevin D Fontenot is my Twitter username. Um, I also blog a little bit on my website at KevinFontenot.com, which is more about marketing and things like that. And then, of course, at TrainedUp.Church is where TrainedUp lives. Cool. And and you have
0: another site, too. I just want to plug it. It's a Church Media Source. I want to make sure people know about that, too. It's a resource site. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Church Media Source is a pay-what-you-can church media marketplace. It kind of sprung out of my last position at a church where I was working at a church plant uh, that didn't have a lot of budget, but, you know, was still looking for really great media. Um, But I realized that every church needs good stuff. um, But the value that one church of 200 gets from something is different than a church of 2000 gets from that same resource. And so I created church media source as a pay what you can marketplace so that churches of all sizes and budgets can get access to the same resources.
0: Awesome. Well, Kevin, thanks so much for coming on the show and talking with us about this. I don't think there's not a lot of talking about it. It's like a lot of people have to do it. But this social, online, digital listening, such a great uh, set of tips for church communicators. So thanks for coming on and sharing with us, man.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, guys. Well, you can find the show notes for this at sethmuse.com slash um, 34. Go check that out. And you can follow me on Instagram as well at the Seminary of Hard Knocks. So go check that out with unique content only found on that Instagram account. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And we'll get back with you in uh, about two weeks. See ya.